Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Hey everyone, welcome to Group Text. Today's host is like a ray of light. She's positive, radiant, and eager to help us grow. Allie Landry is an actress, host, brand ambassador, former Miss USA, one of People Magazine's 50 Most Beautiful People, a wellness explorer, and above all else, a mother. Her new book, Reshape Your Life, Don't Settle Because You're Worth It, offers advice on how to achieve a well-balanced existence. So let's get into it now. Please welcome Allie Landry. Hi, Allie. Hi. It's been so long since I've seen you. I mean, we used to run each run into each other often. And I just felt like the last time I saw you, I just shared with you was on Jeff Lewis redoing your bathroom. Um, yes. So it's great to be here. I am thrilled to have you. Um, let's just jump right into the book. Let's do it. Can we also discuss how pretty the cover is? Thank you. And that's that's probably unretouched. So and I'm not your friend. It is. Uh, I, I would say it is retouched. And our friend, um, Brian Edwards, really helped me to secure the photographer, uh, which is Brian Bowen Smith. Uh, you know, I definitely wanted that feel that's sort of outdoor and kind of natural and heartless. And, you know, I was barefoot and we were in the back and Agora Hills and there were bugs flying and I was in the branches. And then that's the book, the book, the cover we came up with. <laughs> it's beautiful. That Thank was the you. first thing I'm like, damn, she looks good. But you know, it's so um, funny when you're doing a book as you did one as well. Uh, it's so funny. The process for us inter people in the entertainment business, I found it was completely backwards. I was like, this process is totally different than any I've worked, you know, around or under. And um, the cover, you know, they wanted they wanted that cover image. And in my mind, you know, this book is not about me. I was just like, I'm going to tell my story to help people in their journey. So I was like, my idea was to have myself like this small and just have this gorgeous landscape. Well, you know, of course, the publisher has different ideas and, and that's where we landed, but. And, and doesn't it, isn't it always a good feeling when you're like, I like this one. They're like, we like that one. Oh yeah. And you get into a debate and it's so crazy. Cause you're like, I think I look better in this or like, no, you look better in that. And you're like, yeah. No. Are you which, like, do I, which do I look like? I know like so many of those little things too. And it's just funny. It's like, you're picking the cover before the manuscript is finished. And as artists, you know, the story develops as you're going through the process. So you're never really quite sure what that end result is going to look like. So that was like hard for me to do. Anyway, it was very different. <laughs> well, and then they want the serious photo for the about the author. Yeah. You know? Yeah, I know. <laughs> it's like, yeah. let me just put my glasses on. Does that help? Yeah. <laughs> Why was this, what made you feel like this topic was the message you wanted to talk about right now? You know, first of all, I did not have it on my, uh, it's not like it was on my bucket list to write a book. I feel like I'm still definitely on my journey. I'm a student of life. I'm always learning, growing, changing. Like I love all that stuff. Um, 
And because I have a company called Reshape and it, it really is the catalyst of it was my health journey on television, you know, live television, five, four, three, two, one, all cylinders, as you know, have to be firing. And I was really falling short. I mean, things were not connecting in the brain. I would think one thing, I would go out to say something. It was not coming out that way. I was like, oh my gosh, I'm going to lose this job if I don't get this together. Uh, just, and then I just said, you know, I know other women are feeling this way. So I'm going to create a platform and let's have this conversation. And then um, I have a business partner on Reshape and she brought the book opportunity. And I I actually had a ton of fear around it. Uh, Why? Because I feel like, well, I can tell you my story. Then there's obviously a deeper level of fear, I'm sure. Like, you know, you feel like one, you feel like, okay, I'm still in my journey. I'm not there yet. What am I going to actually share? Then you feel like, um, who's going to list, you know, you, it's all that. It's all the insecurities. Like who's going to listen? What do I have to say? Is it important enough? You know, it's all of that. It's a book. It's a book that stays in the world forever. So then I really just, but been to many Tony Robbins event, read many of the books, um, A lot of my friends are motivational speakers. And I do know, I know better when fear pops up in your life, that's probably the exact thing that you need to do. Uh, And on the other side of fear is really everything you ever wanted. So I was just like, okay, hello, fear. I guess we're going through this door. And, And I did. And I knew that I've had some, you know, pretty profound things happen in my life. And I do know that I got through the other side of those in a pretty incredible, healthy, really healthy way, better than I was before. So I knew that I could definitely share some wisdoms that I learned along the way. Um, so I did it. So I did it. What I found so interesting is you use the word reshaping. Cause in my family that had a very different meaning. Tell me. <laughs> that usually meant you no longer liked how something in particular was looking. So you Reshape. Oh, 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 oh. <laughs> Not too. Um, why reshape rather than reinvent? Because everywhere we, we see and read, reinvent, reinvent, reinvent. You purposely picked reshape. Because I still want to be the same form. It's like I, I will always have, you know, there's a part of myself that I never want to lose, but I always want to improve. So I guess that let's just reach that. I don't know. It just really made sense to me. It really fit in so many different aspects, whether I'm reshaping my heart or, you know, my health. Um, Not everything's terrible. I don't need to reinvent and become a whole new thing. I just needed to improve on, on certain things. And for me, that meant like reshape, whether even with your home, you know, Um, it just really applied. I don't know. And that makes sense. Cause my thought is reshape means working with what you have. Mm-hmm. rather than getting rid of everything and reinventing. Exactly, exactly. You know, people don't say, you say, oh, you're trying to reinvent the wheel. Well, maybe I'm just reshaping the wheel to go a little, a little bit. better. Yeah, or maybe I have a different idea of the direction I want my life to go or different things I want for myself, but I still love parts of myself, so I'm just going to tweak things a bit. What was the light bulb moment for you where you said, I have to write this? It, it was the fear. It was the fear element. It was just hearing that statement. I mean, I remember it was this very specific moment. I was at Tony Robbins. They were talking about fear. 
And he, and he said that exact thing, you know, when fear presents itself, you have a choice. Um, and normally when it does again, like that is the exact thing you should do. And on the other side of it is everything you want. And now that I'm on the other side of it, and now the book is out, you know, my, one of my great desires in life is to connect with people in a deeper way. And because I honestly cracked myself open and showed the good, the bad, the ugly, all parts of myself as examples in that book, I'm connecting with women, especially in such a deep way where there's no masks, there's no, you know, false personas that are kind of presenting. It's just, I'm showing up as I am and I'm able to, and they are able to reveal who they are. And that is my, my greatest desire. Authentic connection. You know, everyone looks at people's lives and think, oh, they like their life looks perfect and they have everything. But mentally, emotionally, and physically, you knew something was wrong. Yeah, in so many. What was which? I was going to say which was your first clue, or what was the first clue that this doesn't was over? You know, underpaid, overtired, and general mom angst. Meaning in that specific health area, right? Like in the health. Just everything. I mean, you talk very openly about you. You didn't feel well. There were problems with your digestion, that you were, that your hair was in trouble, that you were exhausted. No sex drive, hair loss. Let's just call it like it is, Melissa. (laughs) I mean, how did you figure, how, what was your first real clue that you needed to take control? To take control. Well, this, you know, this, this, what we're talking about specifically, just as we're referencing to the book is the specific health area, which was why I started the platform reshape. You know, I was at that time in my mid forties, I was on a daily talk show before I was doing carpool. A lot of these things weren't really showing up. And if they were, it wasn't a big deal. I could work through them. But when I was on that show and I had to perform and I couldn't, That was a red flag. And then when I would get home, I had this grand plan of getting home at 10 after I finished work. I was going to go to the grocery store. I was going to cook dinner. I was going to work out. I was going to end the night with a glass of wine with my husband. Well, that's not what happened. I literally felt like I was in a fight with Mike Tyson. I put on my pajamas when I got home. I climbed in bed with either a bag of Cheetos or a brownie brittle because that's what my body was craving at the time. And I fell asleep, passed out probably until it's time to pick up the kids or sometimes at dinner. Thank goodness my husband picked up the slack. And I was like, I felt like I was living half a life. Like, that's not good. Like, you know, to have that kind of reaction from just going. And I granted, I give it my all. But that situation on live television, I was just like, you know, all those cylinders were firing and it exhausted me. But it shouldn't have been. I shouldn't have felt that way. So I knew that I did not want to go to a traditional doctor. Um, I knew that the naturopathic way was probably the way I needed to go. I did not want to put a bandaid over things, but then I started looking at those other areas, which is what you mentioned. And then I went to my girlfriends, my group texts, <laughs> if you will. and I was like, okay, you guys, so this is happening at work, which I know that's like not normal, but the, some other things that are happening is like, my mom told me the, my mom's also brutally honest and she's a hairstylist and she's like, Allie, um, your part is getting like wider. And I'm like, oh my God, what do you mean, mom? This is like, great, I'm losing my hair. Um, And then just zero sex drive, no energy, mild depression. Um, 
I mean, the list literally went on and on. And I asked my friends and they were just like, yeah, but you know, we're getting older. And I was like, okay. Um, or that's what happens when you age. And it did not sit well with me to say the least. And I was like, yeah, that's that how this ship is going down. I am going to figure this out because I had access. Um, I started, you know, going to doctors and researchers and scientists, and I kind of got tapped into that biohacking world. And then mm-hmm. for me, I knew I could get the result I wanted faster. And I did. And I had to share it because my friends were throwing in the towel. And I was like, we don't have to, like, you can really experience that next level of health. Uh, and that's when, that's when I started the platform. And I knew it was not just mom stuff, you know, or just wasn't, you know, I wasn't getting irritated because I was around my cycle, which that still happens. Um, I knew it was like a lot more that was going on. And, you know, so many of us don't do that blood. I feel like the blood panel, the basic blood panel, well, I like an extensive one. You know, if you don't know where you are, then how can you even figure out where you're going or how you're going to get there? So for me, and and as women, you feel these things, but you're like, oh, you pass it off. Like, oh, I might not really be feeling that way, or I might just be exaggerating and you don't feel validated and you kind of feel crazy. But when I saw that first blood panel, it was so bad. Va- I just, I have another one right here on the deck. I just got one a few weeks I ago. I just got my, my yearly one so back. It's like, it's like right here. And I love it. It's so exciting because I don't feel crazy. My feelings are validated, like my feelings within my body. And I feel so empowered that I could actually do something about it. So to have that first blood panel done and be a part of that conversation with that functional medical doctor um, was was profound for me. Um, And then starting supplementation based on what was going on, which I was completely, again, depleted instead of just going to Whole Foods and looking at the aisle of supplements and everything looks like you need it. Like, well, I need that and I need that and that would work for me. And then you get home and you have a cabinet full of supplements. You have no idea why you bought them, what they're for anymore. Um, It was just a different process and it, it really helped me. But the crazy thing is like, I still talk to my girlfriends and we're still not really doing that. <laughs> like, are we as women? Like we aren't really going down that path. So I knew that it was a conversation that, you know, needed to be had. This episode is sponsored by Via Hemp. Ah, yes, summer, longer days, warmer nights, and the incessant chirping of crickets, reminding you that sleep is a precious commodity. Whether you need to set the mood in the bedroom or just unwind after a day battling the sun, Via has your back. Enter their Rest and Recovery Gummies, a magical concoction of passion flower, L-theanine, and cannabinoids designed to lull you into a state of blissful tranquility. With options for both the THC tolerant and the THC shy, Via ensures you'll find your perfect dosage for achieving peak comfort. Via isn't just about taming the sleep monsters. They've got a whole array of gummies to cater to every whim and fancy with or without THC. And they'll discreetly ship their goodies straight to your doorstep, no matter which of the 50 states you call home. Just sit back, relax, and let Via work its magic. So if you're 21 plus, you can get 15% off a free pack of award-winning gummies with our exclusive code. Head to viahemp.com and use the code GROUPTEXT to receive 15% off and one free sample of their award-winning gummies. That's viahemp.com. 
V-I-I-A-H-E-M-P.com. So I have tried their Zen gummies and I got to tell you, they are amazing. I live in a very sort of continual stressed out state from work to being a mom to, well, just life in general. And the Zen gummies have been amazing for me. Head to viahemp.com and use the code group text to receive 15% off and one free sample of their award-winning gummies, 21 plus. That's viahemp.com, V-I-I-A-H-E-M-P.com. And use the code group text at checkout, enhance your everyday with Viahemp. I love the fact that you talk about the fact that you start with a blood test, yeah. that you you don't guess, that you still, as much as we all love homeopathic and these sort of, you know, alternative medicines, you're an advocate of starting with your actual doctor. Yeah. You need to know, and I tell people, you got to get a blood test every year because our bodies are changing so fast. Yeah. Yeah. And there's, there's, I mean, I know that I did... Um, my doctor put me on the uh, bioidentical hormones. Yeah, I'm and you used start. and you used the word profound. Mm-hmm. Profound is the word I use for that too, wow. and it it fixed a whole multitude of things. And now I know when my pellets are wearing off because suddenly I can't sleep. Mm. So I'm like, okay, check the calendar. Oh, look, I'm due. Yeah. But it's 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 starting in that place of science, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. which you advocate for is so important. Absolutely. It's taking the guesswork out. Yes, absolutely. I mean, the thing is, is that I just think of so many women and when I say women, I always refer to all my girlfriends that are back in Louisiana. We're a big group and uh, kind of bounce those ideas off of each other or kind of share with each other what's going on. And, you know, we're all pretty much at the same age. So dealing with the same things and just so many of them, again, are just settling into it. Just, it is what it is. You know, the inflammation, the hormonal changes, perimenopause, menopause. And I'm just like, no, you guys, menopause is a disease and we can treat it. And you don't have to feel that way. And you can have energy and you could want to have sex and we could grow our hair back that we're losing. And we, you know, so I'm definitely the cheerleader, but it's, it's a process to get, to get them all there, you know? But like you said, that blood panel, and even for myself, and like you said, I'm so proud of you for doing it yearly because the last one I had was probably two years ago. And during that time, what happened? So a little bit of COVID, uh, the end of COVID pretty much. And then I was writing a book. Well, writing that book was definitely, I'll call it not my love language because I am a, I, you know, I'm a very, you know, I like to be out out rather than a sit and write sit in an office in a dark space. So I like to be hiking and in nature and with the kids and, but well, I've had to pretty much be in an office, like writing and working daily. Would I saw that the crazy thing is I saw that in my numbers, my vitamin D, which we get from the sun and from certain, you know, foods was so low which makes total sense why I was feeling a little depressed. Let's be honest, nothing major, but I was feeling like low and just kind of not motivated. And, you know, I could turn it on like anybody, but like, if we're being honest, like 
I was not at the level. So that's why, again, like you said, those, especially at this time in our lives yeah, and going through, like, I didn't even realize I was in perimenopause. Like I'll be 50 July. Um, I didn't even realize that was happening and that I could actually do something about it. I thought I just ha- would have to like lean into that. Well, that I'm not going to do that either. No, it's not like what our mothers had to go through. Poor things. <laughs> I know. Um, yeah. Journey, the word you use is a much less frightening word yeah. than change. Yeah, I do like change. Can, change is, most people change is scary. Um, but you talk about a lot about your emotional journey. I mean, you went through career ups and downs, loss, betrayal, proving, having to prove day in and day out that you are not just like a hottie pageant queen. Was it harder to reshape yourself physically or emotionally? I think, uh, let's see. I think to get to the place I am now emotionally was, I definitely had to put in the work. And it's not like I was always, you know, I was always surrounded by strong women, like growing up. My mom was amazing. I mean, I remember watching your mom sitting in my living room in Louisiana, and she was such a little badass, but I just like felt empowered even as a young girl, you know, there. Um, And so I always was, I was very strong and I always had an opinion and I always had a voice, but when life knocks you down, as it will, all of us, we are at a crossroads and we have a choice of how we're going to move forward. Right. And I think I, I definitely made the choice that I was not, I was going to grow. I was going to learn. I was going to transform. I was going to figure out yeah, this sucks. This is horrible. I might sit in the pain and the yuck for a bit, right? Let it all settle in, but I'm going to figure out a way to get out. And, um, and that's pretty much what I did. And it was, and you have to, I think, sit in the pain to allow it to transform you because it does. Um, I do not believe in sweeping things under the rug because it does come back to haunt you later in life that I do know for sure. Uh, but the place that that transformation brought me, I never thought that that was going to be part of my journey. And that has been so exciting for me because I have so much peace and I'm so secure as a woman. And I don't like let things bother me or what other people doing. I just, I kind of like stay in my lane. I do me. I cheer for my girls, you know, celebrate other women. Like we can all do our thing. Um, So, but that's what that's taught me. That's what the emotional journey. I mean, the physical, yeah, there's changes. We're aging and, you know, I'm going to fight that too, but going down, fighting, swinging, clawing, going, you know, I am not going down without a fight. God damn it. No, we are not. (laughs) But also the emotional part, it's like it's to do that simultaneously is a beautiful thing because as the changes on the outside have, you're just sort of a, you're at peace with it all. I don't know. Um, you walk through life a little bit differently, I have to say. So I'm very proud that I put in the hard work that I did and sat with myself alone so many times, journaling, figuring it out, reading, thinking, like, how do I want to be now? Um, not moving forward with anger or resentment. 
Um, I, I looked at it as a new opportunity to be, get closer to the person I've always wanted to be. Um, and, you know, for me, those, those forced reshapes were through, like you said, you know, a very public breakup, um, and also through a horrific tragedy within our family. That's yeah. Incomprehensible. Um, so it's, it's, I've had to work on different parts of myself emotionally. And although those, that was terrible, it was beautiful. It was beautiful. You know, my mom always said, never forget that even in bad luck, there's good. Yeah. And you it's know, I just realized that for people like right in the beginning when it's happening, but that's okay. You know, you can sit in that, yeah. it's okay to sit in that pain. You know, you don't have to be like, okay, I gotta, you know, no, you have to sit in it. You have to let it settle in. And then you got to make a choice. And, you know, you and I are both parents and my son just had a terrible health scare. And the thing I'm trying to focus on, because he's fine, Mm -hmm. he is 100% fine. It was scary, but he is just for anyone who, like, he is, you know, fantastic. But the thing I had to focus on as a mom who is not recovered from the fear is I now try and focus on thank God it presented the way it did. Cause if it hadn't, it would have been worse. Exactly. And that's where I still wake up in the middle of the night. Cause it was only a couple months ago, nauseous, reliving that feeling. And then I just say, you know what? I have to reshape my thinking mm-hmm. to thank God it did it the way it was, it, the way it happened. Because what you said is key. Like that's what people need to realize because we're always going to get those thoughts. Those thoughts will always creep in, but that's that moment where we have a choice. And I call it in the book, flipping the switch, flipping the switch, acknowledging what happened. Yes. But let's look at the other side of that. Like, thank, thank God that it presented itself the way it did and look where we are now and what can I learn and what can I share other, you know, with other people to sort of, you know, whatever it is, um, that is where you can easily kind of change your mindset around things. That's how powerful the mind is. Yeah. I mean, I always call it mental uh, gymnastics or mental yeah, hopscotch. That's exactly, that's exactly what Plain it is. Mental hopscotch. 100%. Um, okay. So. Yeah. I'm going to pivot. Pivot. To all the ridiculousness because the book is deep and wonderful and we can all learn, blah, blah, blah. Where do you keep your Miss USA and Miss Teen USA crowns? Brian, <laughs> what I said, Brian's going to kill me. Our, our mutual friend, Brian Edwards. So yeah. they are, um, I think, <laughs> I think it was only a huge part of your life. And you're like, Fuck, are they at, which storage are they in? No, I think <laughs> one is in the closet upstairs. I think, because I had to bring it for when I was doing that talk show, everybody wanted to try it on. Uh, I think there's one there and I think there is one at my mom's in like a curio, but I can remember, I drove everybody crazy with those darn things. I lost one set somewhere. I had it laying around. I stepped on it. I crushed one. (laughs) I mean, people are like, is it not in like a glass case or like that? I was like, no, it's not. It's not. It's the same idea, I guess, as like followers on you know, social media. It does not define me. It is not precious. I'm honored. It's cool. You know what I'm saying? Oh, it totally doesn't define you anymore. But I always wonder, like, 
No, I don't know. It? I don't know, but I should put it up somewhere because Hello. you know what the crazy thing is, and this is how bad I am. Only a few years ago, we were watching. No, I got invited to judge Miss USA, and I said yes. And my daughter was like seven, and I was like, "How cool!" Like a mother daughter thing. She didn't even know that I was Miss USA, and she was seven. <laughs> she didn't know. I love that. You have sons, also, correct? I do. Two two boys. Okay, so yeah, they keep me running. How how old are they now? My, I have an 11 year old and a nine year old and they are in every sport imaginable. And my husband is on the road constantly. So I, I do everything. I do the pep talks, like you pep talks. I am driving them back and forth. We are playing ping pong outside. We're playing basketball at the tournament. It's the football. It's all of it. I'm making them watch documentary. You know, it's all of it. Have you started club sports yet? Have, which has eaten up. My life. I said I would never do it. You think you need supplements now? Uh, Just you wait. Because then you're locked in a hotel room with them in a bad mood. Okay, well, they haven't little. So I haven't experienced like the full bad mood. And my kids, like he's super chill. Like he doesn't let anything affect him. But that's, I'm booking Vegas right now for the summer. Like they have like the big, he's in basketball club. Um, and I enjoy it, but I used to see my friends doing it. And, you know, we like to go on the weekends and have adventures and, you know, do things. And I would see my friends. I was like, that's like your life. Like every weekend you're, you're, you're dragging a, uh, what is it called? The little, a wheelbarrow with ice. <laughs> oh, the little, the little wagon. <laughs> the wagon with snacks and you're driving all over to go to a game for two days. So where's your weekend? And and now I'm doing it. I had a tournament last weekend. We have a tournament this weekend. I, I I hear you, and it doesn't stop. By the way, with your 11-year-old, he's getting to the point where one day you're going to be driving all the boys home, and someone's going to take off their shoes, and you're going to have to explain to them you're not allowed to do that anymore in the car. Okay, good. You're, when that first happens, you'll think of me. But I always okay, think about Okay, I this. will. Because they haven't started, like... They don't really smell. smelling and they, yeah. and they're so pumped for it. Like they can't wait to grow hair and they can't wait to smell like almost every day. They're like, mom, do I, do I get to wear deodorant yet? Or when am I going to get to get the pimple? Like I want to start wearing face mask. They, they're their mother's son. I want to do face masks. So when I have to take care of my skin, <laughs> I get pimples. I was like, boys, like just relax. It's all going to come. Trust me sooner than you think. Yeah. And then there's the ax phase. Oh, where literally they wear so much axe, it, you can't be in the same room with them. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. So, but here's what I was going to ask you, because I had this happen to a friend of mine where beautiful woman, tall legs, the whole thing. And her teenage son told her she was no longer allowed to pick him up at school in her tennis outfit. Oh. Because she was hot. And her son's friends were like, dude, your mom's hot. Yeah. How are you? And now with social media and everything being found, what are you going to do when your sons are in college and they call you and go, mom, take those pictures down. My guy, my attorney brother said, we saw her boobs. Like, what are you going to say? Like, I might thought it was like, do you say like, honey, that's what you're, that's why you're here. Cause daddy liked that. <laughs> I mean, what are you, are you yeah. prepared to handle it? Because I get not like, dude, my friends think you're hot. I get, 
I can't believe what your mom said. Or I saw this, your grandmother said that. And you're just like, come on, cope. But you've got it a different way. You've got it where, you know, these teenage boys are going to be going, you know, his mom's hot. Let's go to his house for a sleepover. Yeah. Well, I feel it a little bit from my daughter who's 15. Like her, the, the really? boys in her. Yeah. She's like, mom, they, you have no idea. Like, well, what a hard, I get a, such a hard time. Like, why do you, you know? And I, you know, it, it, I don't even, I, it is what it is. And my daughter, you know, at 15, she does not have social media and she's at a school where some of the kids do, but not everybody. So yeah, they see things and, you know, back in the FHM days and yeah. days when you're in a sexy I was never nude, but in a sexy bathing suit or, you know, whatever. Yeah. And they see that. And, you know, we didn't think about those things when we were that age. And uh, now our kids are like mortified. So she she is aware. And I try to be very, you know, conscious of all of that and sympathetic with her. I don't know. But her friends really rally around her like some of the others, like, the other boys are like, don't talk. That is so disrespectful. Don't say that about Estella's mom or they come to bat for her. So the boys haven't, they're still so clueless. Um, so I guess navigating a bit through her and then, and then we'll figure it out. I don't know. Well, cause I went through it myself where I would go home and just be furious and go, I can't believe you said that on TV. So. Or you know, the was- posting thing, like, you know, they're, they're very, Oh, I'm not allowed to post without permission. I'm I'm at that place now. Like I can't take pictures of her without permission or definitely cannot post. I never thought I would get to that place and definitely have no say in what they wear anymore, which they, yeah, that's like gone. Uh, But it's a whole, it's a different world for me because, you know, I like to be in control and (laughs) now I'm not. Cooper used Cooper used to purposely close his eyes in photos, and then a couple of weeks ago, because don't you have any good photos of me? I'm like, yeah, hmm, dude. You no, your eyes. you close. You purposely would close your eyes in every photo. I'm like, good how job, old buddy. is he now, Melissa? I just remember you. Got, I remember since he was little. Like, I feel like we all grew up with that kid. You know, he's gonna make you feel really old. How old? I still think twenty two. Well, okay, well, he's not that old still just remember him as this like a little boy and just being doted over by his mom and his grandma. And, um, wow. A, a young man at 22. It's a whole yes. different world. Well, what's interesting with him is because he's always been surrounded by very strong women. Yes. He's attracted to strong women. It doesn't scare him because that's his Good. comfort zone. Good. Women with careers, women with opinions, he he looks for that. He doesn't want to be with someone who just goes, yes, dear. Like, that to him is boring. Isn't he doesn't want to be amazing? challenged that much. He's still a man. Yeah, but like, that's amazing that you can see that trait in him yeah. now, right? Yeah, it's absolutely. The fruits of that already. That's beautiful. If I asked your kids, mm-hmm. what would they tell you the most embarrassing, you, embarrassing thing you do is? Because mine, with Cooper, sometimes it's just that I exist. <laughs> mostly it's because I'm really I'm 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 loud during games yeah I'm all of those that like you know big personality I'm loud I want to be in the mix like I feel like I am cooler than all of my friends girlfriends and friends that they should Duh. all hang out with me so why Duh. 
Am I not? Why can't I drive you to the mall or drive you places? But then like, let's all hang out together. So she, that's, yeah. So that is, I think the most embarrassing thing, but her friends in my mind, and I really do think they really do really like me. Like, um, like I get all the girls ready at my house for every single event. I do their hair, their makeup, their get them all ready. Their parents are like, thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much. Um, but anytime that I want to be a part of things, right. Hang out. I was like, I'll take you guys do anything. We could go to, you know, what are those things? Those uh, where you go and you find things, uh, Oh, uh, uh, escape room, escape room. We can go do karaoke. I can take you to the, you know, all of that. Let's go to the movies. Let's invite boys and girls. We can go do, she does not want at all. She doesn't even want me to go. She's in musical theater and she's a singer songwriter. She doesn't even want me to get down anymore to go and see her like in practice or rehearsal or to say hi to like the other kids. So I volunteer every chance I get because she has no choice because they need me. So she <laughs> did a play and I did all of the hair and makeup for the boys because these are little boys. It's an all boys school. They invite girls from other schools to come and perform with them. It's an amazing theater program. And she wants to hang out with him. But I was like, I don't really know these families and I don't know these boys. So I did the hair and the makeup. So I got to hear all the behind the scenes thing. And then I feel, you know, a little more comfortable, but um, that is what we're dealing with right now. Yeah. Oh yeah. By the way, Very embarrassing. I used, I used to delude myself into thinking I was the cool mom. You and are. then you find out, well, in our minds, we are. Yeah, we are. But sometimes it doesn't hold true. And I always say to Cooper, come on, dude, don't your friends like me? He's like, yeah. I'm like, can you give me some feedback? They should really like me. Like I would, I'm so cool. Okay. So how did you, I'm so cool. How can y'all not not like me? Yeah. Like let's go in the garage and play pool together. (laughs) You know, (laughs) I don't know. Like, so how did you do that? Did you have all the kids over at your house or how did that all work during that time? Our house became quite the big hub. Okay, good. Because I was very clear on parameters. Okay. And I'm still very clear on parameters, but it was always why the other parents were um, comfortable Good. with their kids being at my house because I wasn't delusional uh-huh. into what they were up to. Mm-hmm. I let them all know that I was much craftier and much slicker than they were ever going to be. Mm-hmm. Let's just have a real conversation. And to this day, and my son's 22 and the boys are all 21, 22, 23, Whoever the driver is has to hug me goodbye so I can smell if there's any alcohol on them. Okay, like literally writing that down. That's the best one. And especially when you get into the teen years and all that, you can smell if they've been smoking, whoever's the the designated driver or whatever it is, or all of them. And you take their keys, obviously, living in L.A. You take their keys. But whoever is the driver has to give me a hug goodnight or goodbye. I mean, that's a drop the mic moment, I feel. Mm-hmm. Like that is a really good one. I wouldn't- And by the way, if you smell too much like gum, uh, you've blown uh, it. Don't think you're gonna outsmart uh, me. Uh, it's uh, not gonna happen. Uh, Look at uh, you writing that Gum? Down. No, no, <laughs> exclamation. <laughs> well, because literally I am at this exact point that you're talking about is where I am. 15, other friends are driving. 
she wants to go. I want to give her a little bit of freedom, although I'm tracking her on Life 360 every second, you know, every part of the way. Oh yeah, Life 360 is the best. The best, the best. Okay, good. This was great, great. Love my takeaway. So I have to ask you about the Doritos commercial because I have a listener who has sent me a question. His name happens to be Brian Edwards, Uh who is our mutual friend. He wrote, ask Allie about the Doritos commercial and how I taught her the walk when we were roommates back in the William Morris days. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Back in the, you know, Brian was a part of all of that in the very beginning of my career. I don't even know if I'd be in the entertainment business if I, if I, if it wasn't for him. I mean, it started out when after Miss USA, again, from Louisiana, he's from Louisiana as well. He brought me into William Morris. And in my mind, I was going to go into, I wanted to, I had met Vera Brown. I don't know if you know Vera. She's mm-hmm. sweet in the Glen. And Vera wanted me to do a skincare line with her. So I was like, I'm going to do a skincare line with Vera. And so he literally brought together the whole crew of William Morris. And I walked in, he didn't prep me. And he's, I was like, I'm going to do a skincare line. And he's just like, oh my gosh, let's just sign her. I promise. Let's sign her in the commercial, like was what commercial soap opera kind of. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, Betty Fanning was the agent and who he worked under and, uh, and immediately I got booked on a soap opera And then right after that was the Doritos commercial, which I did not want to go on. Um, It was raining. I had the Thomas guide. I didn't know my way around Los Angeles. And he's like, look, they're casting in LA and New York. You've got to go in. Um, So I did. And then, uh, yeah, whenever I, I booked it, he, you know, we were living together at the time we moved in, we were roommates and he was just, you know, it was my first really big gig. I didn't even know how big it would be. I, I had no idea like the impact of his commercial during the Super Bowl at the time. I was so naive. And I remember in the living room, like the heels and he was showing me like, cause this walk was like very much a part of the commercial. So he's the one who kind of showed me how to do that walk for sure. Uh, and guided me through that entire process. And I think the only reason I even got that commercial in the first place because I was not going to go in my wife. I love the fact that though I could see Brian walking across the living room. Also, I just rewatched the commercial. Sean Hayes is in it. Sean Hayes is in it. That's right. That's right. He was. We Isn't were, that crazy? We were in the laundromat. I mean, we still laugh at that to this day. Yeah. He was one of the guys in the commercial. But isn't it nice to look back all these years later and say we're both still here? I know. And so many, you know, so many of us still like in one part of the business or another and reshaping our careers in so many different ways. Right. Um, you know, we're doing what we're passionate about and there's many facets to this business, which is so exciting. Um, but yeah, it's great to reconnect. Well, again, the book is called reshape your life. Don't settle because you are worth it. Allie Landry, Always a pleasure to see you. Oh my gosh, it's so great to see you. Thank you, thank you, thank you so much. A Huda Media Production.